0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson
1: and Kaylee Mizell. Let's just get into it, right? Like they, the Lightning had a game against the Sabres, and the Sabres are a really really hot team right now led by um yeah tage thompson who you mentioned casey in our problematic players he i mean he's so hot right now you look at any nhl highlights you look at what's going on he is like the lead on almost all of the nhl highlights just the way that this guy moves is incredible and he had a really fantastic goal and really fantastic move against the lightning as well Casey, this is a guy that it can be, again, very, very problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sabres are playing out of their minds right now. And the Lightning, you know, it was a really fun game to watch, that 6-5 overtime win. A Speaking win. of the <laughs> captain, Steven Stamkos, getting that overtime goal. That was his second goal of the game, in fact. Yeah. Um, but Casey, oh. starting with that game, uh. The Lightning came out pretty hot in that game, which was really good to see, especially on the road. You have both Braden Point and Corey Perry getting involved early on Braden Point on that power play goal.
0: Second time in a row there, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was really good to see because we talk a lot about getting out to a fast start. What did you like so much about that fast start that the Lightning got out to against the Sabres?
0: Well, because it felt like they brought that same energy in the first period that they did versus the Blues versus the Sabres. And as you mentioned, opening up, Kaylee, the Sabres team is, you know, they're a strong team. And I think they're almost pretty underrated at this point um, in, in some ways, not many ways, but in some ways they're they're easy to overlook. And, and for them to come out and set the tone versus a high scoring team that has a Tage Thompson, that's not only – a really good skater. But if you look at his build and his size, it's almost really weird to think of the position that he plays. He's a very long guy. So when he makes these goals, he's also able to box people out and keep them so far away with his reach. And then his puck handling skills on top of all the lengthiness that he has on his body. That takes a lot of athleticism, you know? When you see guys coming up in hockey, you typically worry about the string beans that um, you know, what position are they going to play? How lethal are they going to be? And Titch Thompson is, is athletic. He's lethal. He uses that reach to his advantage. It hasn't minimized his puck handling skills. And unfortunately, we did see that. But uh, as you mentioned, what I loved about the opening was when Braden Point starts getting hot, it's dangerous. So for him oh. to open the scoring and back-to-back games is crucial because he's just going to continue to build and ride that high. We've seen it. And how many seasons has it been since we've really seen a fully healthy Braden Point They can just continue to go out there and contribute? So I think that's something else that energizes this team. When you see a guy like Brayden Point who's this silent leader who's starting to build momentum at such a pivotal point of the season a quarter way through, opening the scoring back-to-back, two goals in back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. And what I loved is that versus the Blues – he opened up on even strength. I think that eradicated this, this electrifying atmosphere for everyone, especially being at home. But here was the power play. Nope. Two power play goals, helping getting that the, the statistics and the percentage of that special teams unit to rise and get in a more positive column. So I like the tone that it's set. But have you ever noticed that depending on who opens the scoring, the tone can adjust a little bit? You know, It's going to be exciting regardless as yeah. the team gets out front. But sometimes, depending on who does it, the, the, the emotions ride a little higher. And I think this team has so much love and respect for Braden point that when he does something like that, it's just kind of like, all right, we're all going to step in the line here and it's time to go off.
1: Yeah and you hear I mean whenever we've had some of the guys like mic'd up and you hear what some of the things they say they'll say things like that they'll see like Nikita Kucherov uh-huh. or they'll see Brayden Point and they'll look at each other and like you know again be mic'd up and they'll say yeah. he's flying he's skating man like <laughs> nobody can stop him and it does it energizes the entire bench it energizes everybody everybody gets going based off of that and and it's kind of been our focus right i've focused a lot on this top line because because they do bring a lot of energy um, to the rest of the team. Whenever you have Nikita Kucherov and Brayden Point and and, and Hagel skating out of their minds and making these fabulous plays, it makes everyone else get really into the game, get excited, and it yeah. makes them say, "Hey, we have to step up as well." Our top line's doing it, but they can't be the only ones, and so we need to step up as well. And Casey, we saw that we saw, you know, again, Braden point, that was, that was on the uh, power play. Um, but still really good to see the power play being successful right off the bat, because again, that's something that we haven't always seen. We talk about the, how the power play ebbs and flows. And so to see it get going right off the game um, was such a good sign, you know, to see that the lightning capitalized. And we're going to see that throughout this game, the lightning capitalizing on opportunities and,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: Corey Perry able to get into the score column. And it, it had been a while for him um, yeah. since he scored a goal. He had such a good look last night. We'll get into the game against Boston <laughs> later. But, I know we're both itching oh, to
0: talk about the Boston game, but still a lot of, he a was lot
1: of so close in that game last night, but he opens yeah. it up, makes it or he, he, he doesn't open it up, but he gets that goal after Braden point and makes it two nothing. Um, and the lightning lead and, 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 but They're on, you know, the Sabres ice. And what you saw in this game, Casey, in this back and forth was response. And I think both teams responded really well to each other because right after that, the Sabres respond within, you know, uh, about a minute, 10 seconds later, Tage Mm -hmm. Thompson comes in, scores, and then about another minute after that, Jack Quinn scores. And now it's all tied up going into the second period. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Kaylee, something and, just to my mind when you said yeah. that, because especially when you asked, like, what did I love about the first period and how crucial Brayden Point scoring was? I think it was almost one of the most significant score openings because the ice was somewhat tilted in the Sabres favor for the first mm-hmm. period. They had an advantage with shots on goal. So their, their ozone pressure was a little bit higher, but mm-hmm. you said that you were their response it could have been really easy to throw the bolts off with the pressure that they were applying in the first there. And I think I feel strongly that they did a good job of managing, even though the score leveled out towards the end of the first period. And, you know, there were some ugly moments and people weren't too happy with it. When you think of the bigger scope of things of what could have happened there, especially with the ice being tilted in the Sabres favor, if it wasn't Braden Point opening the score, if it wasn't Corey Perry falling behind and helping keep them up, that could have been a completely different first and a completely different game.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, Casey, you hit the nail on the head, right? Like the 10, there was like a a 10 shot differential in Mm -hmm. favor of Buffalo in that first period. So the Lightning did not, the Lightning got a four shots in that first period. The Sabres defended really well against the Lightning. And so the Mm -hmm. fact that the the Sabres only came up with just two, I know you're saying just two, and that's like... You're like, Kaylee, you've always said that that's as much as Coach Cooper wants. And I'm like, I know, but considering what it was, Mm
0: -hmm. you're
1: right, Casey. That's a really good point to make that it could have been a lot worse that first Mm -hmm. period. It could have been significantly worse. And you have to remember, again, Moose is in the goal um, because it's back-to-back games. And he's played the Sabres before. Um, they've actually only seen him. I wasn't sure if if Moose was going to be in the goal again, but it it makes sense the way that John Cooper played it with Moose against the Sabres and Vassie against Boston. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was. It was significantly tilted in in favor of the Sabres. Sabres come out in the second period and add. Um, So then the Sabres have scored three goals back-to-back unanswered before Braden Point scores another power play goal, the Lightning, again, capitalizing on that power play. And again, it's Braden Point it who's capitalizing. The power play went off in that game. They were three for four at the end of the night. And I know um, we were, we were um, texting during the game and up until overtime, up until that very final power play, the Lightning were three for three. They had scored on every power play opportunity they had. So, I mean, this power play in this game against the Sabres was lights out the way that they were able to produce. And you said um, it.
0: If any teams was going to take place, it should be them on the power play and not on the penalty yep. kill because they could capitalize and they capitalized. So that's what helped them stay in this game when things – Felt like they could slip away at a moment's notice, and that came up very helpful in the penalty column uh, in terms of the Sabres racking up versus the Bolts there.
1: And so it's again it's a matter of the Bolts responded. The the Sabres were the, the Sabres came out in the second period, got off to that 3-2 lead and then the Lightning responded. They responded on the power play. They tied things up. But Casey, what's when we get into the third period that things got re- things got really interesting for me because there was a certain point in time where it almost felt like is this going to be out of hand? Is this, you know, um Dylan Cousins scores and about mm-hmm. 10 minutes in gives the Sabers a one goal lead but then like not even 5 minutes later Skinner scores yeah and now it's a two we'll goal lead <laughs> and you really only have 5 minutes to go and you're like it's a two goal lead with only 5 can they do this is this going to be obtainable like they have to they have to tie it up in 5 yeah. minutes to make anything happen Well, of course the lightning can, and who do they get to help them? Well, it's Steven Stamkos, the captain who, uh, who just, he just is hot right now. He just has it. Um, and so he comes in less than 20, right. Am I doing this math right? Less than 20 seconds after their second goal of the third period. Steven Stamkos comes in and responds and, and, and that, again, that's the theme of this game. Each team is responding. Um, You know, in the first period, it was the Sabres response. But in the second and third period, it was the Lightning who responded. The Lightning responded after the Sabres scored. And that's what this team needed to do. They needed to respond and respond well. I think it was Steven Stamkos' goal. And the fact that they scored just 20 seconds after, Mm -hmm. that really got this team energized and going. Sabres make a mistake. They're on the penalty kill again. And who comes up this time? Well, it's Brandon Hagel on the power play goal. Uh, so exciting. It was so exciting. Now that, that goal went back and forth. They said it was, Hag, they said it was Hagel's and then they, changed it to Kucherov, and now they've changed it back to Hagel. So yeah. either you know, way, <laughs> either way, the lightning scored, The most um, top- talked about
0: guys got the job exactly. done. Yeah, yeah. They got the
1: job done. They were both really hot with Casey. I mean, like two minutes to play two uh-huh. minutes to play. And then the last two minutes of the game, the lightning fend off, um, you know, anything that can happen. There was another power play. That's the one that they didn't score on in the, like the final minute of action. There was another power play yeah. before they went into overtime. Cause going into overtime, I think they had like another like 30, 40 seconds of that power play. Um, But it's Steven Samco's then in overtime who just gets the game winner. And it was so funny because I was watching the game with my husband and uh, he kept saying stammer's gonna stammer's gonna get the game winning goal. stammer's gonna get the game winning goal, but then stammer like scored to tie it up and I was like, that's not the game winner and he got <laughs> so all excited I was like I was like that he didn't you know he like actually he didn't even tie it up at that point. it was like five four still I was like, yeah, he did really good, but like that's not the game that's and nice. I was saying, I was saying I was hot on Alex Kalorn because I thought that, um, remember in, in my time
0: for him to have his, I was saying Alex
1: Kalorn just needs one game winning goal. And then he passes both Andre plot and Tyler Johnson to, uh, to get to that, that, you know, that next place in lightning
0: history or whatever. Yeah.
1: And, um, And so I'm thinking, oh, it's Alex Kalorans. Alex Kaloran is going to come in here. And then my husband kind of like won the bet or whatever. Because Steven. Well, I was was with
0: your husband on that because after you said killer, I'm like scammer, especially after that whole, you know, oh, he's always coming up on the power play and the one-timer goal and the power play revolves around Santos. Then he kind of made that interesting comment and and in game once after having an even strength goal, like, all right, well, I'm not just a power play like score. Yeah. And after I that, it other has been on even strength that he has scored for the team. So on our last pucks and bolts pod, after you said killer, I said stammer. So of course I'm in here going. Nuts, so nobody knows why I'm going nuts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're well, just like well, it's great. a great
0: game, right? And I'm like, but I, I was rooting for stammer. So
1: yeah, it was yeah. so great. And it's oh, again, so. it's just the bulk capitalizing. It's they didn't have. You know, after after the after the first period, they they got more uh they got a, a better better amount of shots on net, but even in overtime, Casey, they had one shot on goal and they had one goal <laughs>
0: in overtime. Well, we talked about quality over quantity, you know, yeah. making the right shots land. And there's it was a couple episodes ago, but it's popped up a few times after a few games where their high danger chances were higher than their opponent, but their shots on goal were lower. So they're just, they're making these angles and these shots count. And something that they work on a lot in practice is coach Cooper keeps setting them up up in these angles where it's either shoot or push the puck up. That was an exercise they are doing over and over and over again on their last practice on ice on Sunday. He even cut off half the ice, spray painting it to keep them boxing in in a tight space to say, all right, what are you going to make work in this tight space? Are you going to shoot the puck or are you going to push it up and create an opportunity? But he's trying to minimize the amount of passing taking place because we know this team can overpass sometimes. And they've been strategizing that in the last few practices. And you're starting to see it come to life in games, which is why these two games, while you put it so perfectly, different level of excitement, but still very exciting in terms of how it came about. And I think what's also translating so well is it's one of the main things we've had to talk about here on Pucks and Bolts. Them giving up in the second period or letting up in the second period, mm. second period they, put them back no. in this game. Even though they weren't loading up on the scoreboard, it was the second period in terms of them leveling out the shots on goal a little bit, uh, evening the response. Yeah,
1: it was a hundred percent yeah. mm-hmm. the response. They responded in the second period. They didn't let the fact that. Uh, the sabers came out and and you know Four. got up a goal scored three on you know like they the, up to that point they had scored three unanswered goals before the lightning did come out and respond they didn't let that impact them mentally they didn't they were they were mentally tough in the second period and i think that that's really good and steven Samco said after the game you know he said look there's been games where you know we deserve the two points. He was like, we kind of stole the two points away that game. I'm not going to say that we played our best game, but they got the two points, and that's what matters. You have to, you know, it, it's a time of year where you have to kind of munch points, and you have to really put yourself in a really good position to to get those. Um, and especially whenever you're on a road trip, especially whenever you have the first of back to back games, you want to go out there and you want to get the two points, um, whatever way you can. So I think that it gave the Lightning the energy enough to and the excitement enough to go into the next game against Boston, but also knowing that they didn't have a perfect game. And if they play that way, if they play against Boston the way that they played against the Sabres, it is going to end badly.
0: Um well, that's was saying after Mm -hmm. the game he had he had his praises obviously spotlighting the positives but the one that that humored me the most um was his response to the game saying damn tough league to win so you're happy you got two points but if we continue to play like that on the road it's going to be tough sledding for us so we definitely got to be a heck of a lot better than we were tonight but then other than that they're down five three with six or whatever to go and they found a way there's a pedigree in that room there are a lot of there are a lot of proud guys. We were happy with the game as a coaching staff and a team, question mark. No. Are we happy that we won? Yes. But I think that them winning in that form and fashion before taking on a Boston Bruins team like that showed them that they kind of have. Have you seen the memes of uh, the quarterbacks where they put the x-ray of the dog in their chest? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing in mind. I'm like, all right. So the guys just learned that they have that dog in them. Like, mm-hmm. here you go. You can x-ray this whole team right now and see a nice little pit bull in there ready to take on the Boston Bruins. And to win that way, I think is crucial because every game's not going to be pretty. But if you know that this team wants to continue to fight, and such a rapid-paced game, anything can happen if there's two, three, four, or five minutes left on the clock as you put it. That just shows that this is a playoff caliber team already. And they're not yep. even functioning from the, the roster that's supposed to carry them, you know, into playoffs. we anticipating the return of guys that are going to raise the bar that much higher. So we learned that the Tampa Bay Lightning have that dog in them. I want, I want somebody mm-hmm. to make that graphic. I can't. They
1: for sure do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone will respond. Pucks and bolts fans, don't let Casey down.
0: Please. Somebody let's see it. that
1: graphic. Let's see the graphic. Maybe maybe, maybe it's Coop that has the dog in him. Maybe that would yeah. be the
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If I see a picture of Coach Cooper with a, with a little pit bull in him, I will uh, – Happy New Year's to me. And <laughs> – <laughs> um,
1: Well, Casey, let's do our cherry pickers for this game before we get into – uh, the game against Boston. And of course, uh, I mean, yeah. again, basic, but my cherry picker has to be Steven Stamkos. He yeah. got two goals. He got the overtime game winner. He got to point 998. Um, I mean, it was just a fantastic game for him. Um, and and I think that, you know, he came out hot and yeah, I mean it speaks for itself, you know, the fact that he he really ended the game. Well, he was the guy that came up in there. You talk about like, you got a dog in you. He's the guy. I mean, he, the fact that he came out in the third period, he he's the guy that put the lightning on the board first in the third period, really kind of energized this team, got them going before, you know, Higgs scores his power play goal. And then he ends the game with the gate with the overtime game winner. Uh, It's just beautiful. So Stammer's my cherry picker for that reason.
0: I think that's so perfect, especially the, the poeticness of how he helped keep his team in, in the dogfight there. Um, I feel like I, I, I definitely chose him recently, but I, I have to choose him again. My cherry picker for this game is going to be Mikhail Sergachev. Three assists. Mm-hmm. And it's just when you're paying attention to what he's doing out there on the ice – and how he's controlling that blue line for this team, how sharp and smart he is on the ice, the reads that he's making to help keep the puck pushing forward. I'm just, I, I, I really appreciate how much Sergi has stepped up. But he said in the beginning of the season, he wants to do whatever it takes to increase his role on this team. He works on every aspect of his game. I got a chance to talk to him after practice once when um, Penman went down, and initially his role time on ice increased, and then he got pushed to that top power play unit. And he was like, this is stuff that I work on in the offseason. So I feel prepared and this is what I want. And you've seen it translate. You know that this is somebody who wants to be a larger portion of this team and contribute, and he's doing that. He's coming up with an assist in almost every game. Um, he's helping out on the power play unit, and they're loving what he's doing there. But to see him in the for three assists um, in that assist column and to just see how he's orchestrating on the ice and how he's reading and helping his team out, I, I couldn't go without giving something to Mikhail Sergachev. So he's going to be my cherry picker for this game, especially because of the dogfight that it was and him being a part of those uh, last three key goals, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. he He's a really, really fantastic player, and he can fly a little bit under the radar. So I'm glad that you picked somebody like him because um, he definitely deserves credit